Welcome to the following presentation from IMG, America's home for college sports, on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders football. Live from Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street. This is the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman. Today's show is brought to you by UPS, the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, the Virginia Department of Social Services, and Outback Steakhouse. Be a part of the show. Call us at 521-8501. Send your tweet to at Spider Voice. Text us 804-638-9508 or send an email to spidersportsline at richmond.edu. First and 10 from the Delaware 32. Loletta drops back. He sets, he throws, he's got Wilkins and Wilkins has a touchdown. It's 32 yards. Kyle Loletta to Tyler Wilkins. Touchdown, Spiders. Snap back. Ball is down. Kick is up, and it's blocked. The Spiders have blocked another one. Richmond blocks the Frank Rago field goal attempt, and the Spiders will take over with 24 seconds to go in regulation. On third and five, Laletta takes a shotgun snap. He looks left. He's looping it up for the corner of the end zone, and it's caught. It is Deshaun Brissett. On the sideline in the end zone, hauls it in for the Spider touchdown. Now live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach Russ Huseman. This is the Spider Sports Line on ESPN 950, 102.7 FM, and the Spider IMG Sports Network. the way we wanted it to but it was a great CAA football game last Saturday afternoon and into the evening in Newark Delaware we will talk about the double overtime game with the Delaware Blue Hens as part of today's Spider Sports Line and we will look ahead to Saturday's homecoming game against Stony Brook Robbins Stadium three o'clock Saturday afternoon with that as a backdrop we welcome you inside Outback Steakhouse 7917 West Broad Street for today's Thursday get-together of Spider and college football talk, I'm Bob Black with Spider head coach Russ Huseman. Our special player guests coming up in the second and third segments, two first-timers today. We're really going to grill these guys. We've got center John Yarbrough from the offense and true freshman Samari Springs from the Spider defense. So two first-time guests on our Spider Sports line here at Outback. We will welcome them in the coming moments. Thank you for joining us today, whether you're in the restaurant or whether you're listening on the radio or your computer or your phone. We thank you for being a part of the program. As you just heard moments ago, if you'd like to be on the show, 521-8501 is the direct number to call. 521-8501. I'll take emails as well. Spider Sports Line at richmond.edu. We're on Twitter at Spider Voice as well. So plenty of ways for you to be a part of the show today or just sit back and enjoy our football conversation. Coach Huseman, how are you today? Uh, okay, we're about, we'll bounce back. Our guys have had a good week of practice, uh, and, and that's what matters. You know, our team can bounce back and, and, and be excited to continue to play, and, and a lot out there for us to, to play for, no question about that. I feel like the key word of the week is bounce-back ability. What will the bounce-back ability be of your guys? Yes? Yeah, I think they're, they're – they, like I said, they've practiced well. They were focused. Um, 
they want to win. Um, we've got great kids on this team, and they'll bounce back and they'll play hard. Uh, but it, it's the same way every week. Bob. I mean, the CAA games are going to come down to a play or two or something happening. And, uh, you know, we got the ball on the 50-yard line, first and 10, with three minutes to go to go down, kick a field goal, win the game. Uh, we don't get it done. Uh, you know, Elon game, we had the ball on the 35-yard line, fourth and two, uh, to win that game. We don't get that done. Uh, so you, you, that's the fine line. I mean, that's where it is right now. And, and you, you, you either make those plays, you, you call the right plays, you, you, you get our guys in the right situations, and you convert, or you don't, and, you know, and, and that's what happens. And, you know, against um, Albany, we took it down there, scored, kicked the field goal, and won the game, or, or in overtime. And against uh, Colgate, you know, we had to get it down there, kick a field goal, win. And that's, you know, that's, that's the game, and, and especially when you're playing quality football teams. Well, let me throw this snapshot at you and tell me what you think um, because I want to be positive. I want to be accurate. So this is positively accurate. Russ, the third quarter of that Delaware game, right? We're down seven. Third quarter starts. Come out, get the ball. Kyle takes the offense right down the field, converts a key third down, gets the touchdown to Tyler Wilkins, ties the game. The defense responds. Very next play, Mm -hmm. interception, Daniel Jones. Offense comes back right down the field again. Kyle makes a spectacular run. I get it. you got a star quarterback, but that gives you the lead. Then your defense bends a little bit. That's going to happen. The other team practices, too. I get that. They had a long drive down the field, and then the guy who just walked in, Samari Springs, has an interception yep. in the end zone to give you the ball back. That's the third quarter of the Delaware game. Is that a snapshot of what you want Richmond football to look like? Can you put that tape on and say, fellas, these 13 minutes, this is what Richmond football can be. Well, I mean, I, I would – obviously, I'd like us to play better defense. There's no question about that. I would also like us to, you know, to, to have the ability to, to make – we're making big plays, especially our wideouts, you know, and our quarterback, and, and we're doing those things. But, you know, there's certain times, you, you know, you got to be consistent throughout the game. Um, you, you know, and, and, and it's – our in some ways, are we putting our guys in the best possible position? Um, you know, we got to make sure we do that, obviously. Uh, you know, and then and then we got to perform as coaches and as players. And uh, like I said, I mean, it, it's it's a fine line uh, between winning and losing, especially when you're playing good football teams. You know, you can make those mistakes and, and, and beat a bad football team, but you can't make those mistakes and beat good good teams. And, and Elon's shown that they're a pretty good team and obviously Delaware too so uh, we, we got to figure out ways to make plays when we need to but um, you know that game and, and I knew they obviously they ran for quite a few yards yep. but the 74 yarder uh, that that should have never even occurred I mean we had the right I mean that should have never occurred you know sometimes you you, you you put your eyes in the wrong spot and you know before we even realized what had happened you know it, it's bias and and but if you take that away, we got them in, in third and seven, third and eight, third and 13s, third and 11s. We got them in a bunch of them. Some of them we got, some we didn't. But we got we got to get all those. I mean, we got to make sure that we're, we're converting all those third downs defensively. If we would have, you know, we win the game probably going away there. And, and again, it's, it's, we got we to put our, our, our players in the best possible position to make plays. So it's group effort, I told our team. It's a group effort between the players, coaches, everybody involved, and uh, we just got to continue to get better. 
as far as consistency is concerned, I, again, I thought those 13 minutes were about as good as we've played all year at the start of the third quarter. I know you challenged Kyle in some way, shape, or form at halftime. It was not his greatest first half of the year, no question about that. But, boy, did he respond, and I thought your offense and defense for those 13 minutes responded. How do you take those 13 minutes and turn them into 60 minutes? Well, I didn't. I actually didn't challenge Kyle. I went up to him at halftime, and I said, Kyle, you're going to win this football game for us, man. And I told the team in the locker room, I said, uh, I said, I know Kyle's a little down right now, but he's going to win this game in the second half for us. And I truly believed he would, and obviously he did a lot in the second half. He did a lot in the first half. The kid's, a, the kid's an excellent player. And, you know, he throws, a, throws an interception probably on a post on first down or in the first half he shouldn't have thrown. He, he'll take that back. I think he threw another one that obviously he'd like back. But for the most part, man, he, he is he's a special player, a special individual, and we're winning because of him. We're not losing because of him. We're winning because of him, and and that's you know that's just a great kid, and that's I I know why he's loved by his teammates, the fans, and the coaches, and everybody. But you know, at 13 minutes again, I you know we got the turnover, and and we probably got a stop in that segment, mm-hmm. but still, I mean, the, you know, they drove the ball down the field, and they, they kind of banged, pounded us. I mean, it wasn't anything big, you know, they pounded us and pounded us and. You know, we probably had a third down conversion. We could have got a stop earlier, but Samari's interception was huge right there. And, uh, you know, and then now you got to take it down and make it a 35-21 game at that point in time. And and, and we didn't. So uh, there's a lot of things that go on in the course of a game. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I know our players are – I know they're disappointed, but they'll bounce back. I, I know that. See, that's why you're the head coach and I'm the broadcaster. Why is that? And when we talk about that third quarter segment there, I was, like, all giddy and happy about it, and you were ready to figure out a way to make it 60 minutes instead of 13. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to keep you going here, Coach. All right. all right. If I can't, Ivan can. All right, all right If I can't do it, we know Ivan can't. So let's talk with Ivan. Uh, 521-8500 if you'd like to join him. And then after Ivan, Samari and John will join us, our special player guest today. Hello, Ivan. Hey, Bob. Hey, Coach. How are you both doing today? Good. Hi, Hi Ivan. Good. Hey, who, who do you think will win the World Series? You got any predictions <laughs> well, on this time? First of all, you're going to have to tell Coach Usman who's playing in the World Series. I know Series, who's playing because I, I actually watched some last <laughs> night. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the Dodgers and the Astros, I know that. But, uh, you know, I, I watched that game last night until the uh, eighth inning. And mm-hmm. it got to be about 11 o'clock at night, and uh, it was 3-2. to two, And I said, I can't watch. They had, the Dodgers had their closer in there. I thought, ah, he's going to go 1-2-3 in the ninth. I'll, I'll just go to bed. Thank goodness I didn't stay up for the ninth because I'd have probably watched a little bit more and uh, yeah. been real tired today. But uh, I think Astros. And I say Dodgers. I've said Dodgers all along. I'm going to stick with them. So there's okay. my prediction. Well, anyway, <clears throat> I just want to say, that was a. I'm, I was proud of the way your team performed. I'm sorry about the results. What did you tell your team after the game? I just said there's a lot to play for. Uh, all our goals are still out there. Um, I actually told them uh, when we won a national championship, we were four and three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did. I did bring that up, and I told them we just got to go one and zero next week. And 
and, and kind of start getting a roll going here. And, and uh, so, obviously, you know, in that championship year, we were four and three going to play UMass at UMass and uh, had a big win up there. Our guys played great. And, and so, you know, we, we got a lot to play for. Our guys will fight. I guarantee it. They'll fight. Um, and if we can, you know, cut down some of the mistakes and uh, coach them up better, you know, we, we can win. Well, can you tell us about this week's opponent? I think it's Stony Brook. Yep. Stony Brook, uh, five and two, four and one in the league. They're playing good. Uh, you know, they lost to Delaware, twenty-four twenty. Had a couple shots in the end zone at the end of the game to win that one. Uh, you know, Delaware made a couple good plays in the end zone. Uh, you know, to keep them out, uh, or you know, or they win that game, twenty-seven twenty-four. And uh, but you know, they got a good football team. Uh, they're a little different than they've been in the – now, I, they may not be against us, but, you know, they're they're really 50-50 run pass, pretty balanced, and they're actually in 11 personnel, which means one tight end, three wide outs, and one back. And, you know, in a lot of the, lot of the one back run stuff, you know, with the tight end. But most people that play us get as many big bodies in there as they possibly can and just try to grind us, grind us, grind us. And uh, so, I, you know, what they do to us, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, we're not real big, you know, on defense. We, we run well, but, uh, you know, Delaware just got it so tight in there and just just bunch of big-bodied and massed. And, and we fought. I mean, we came off of blocks. And, you know, like I said, when you can do that and you can get them into third and sevens, third and eights, you know, something positive's happened in there. So, uh, and then defensively, yeah, I think they're second or third in the league in, in defense, scoring in total defense. Uh, they, they've got some good team speed on defense, and uh, but they do do a lot of stuff defensively. They're, they just won't sit there. It's a lot of different things that they'll do. So, you know, we'll, be, we'll, we'll have a big challenge uh, offensively for sure. Your team's up for the challenge, and I, I think your team can uh, pull it off and win. Well, yeah, I, I believe every week. I, I, when I walk out on the field, I think we got our team can win, no question. Yeah. Well, good luck, Coach. I, I know your team can come back with a big victory this weekend. Thank you, Ivan. Thanks, uh, Ivan. Hey, before we go to break, um, I really liked, and you mentioned it post-game to Matt as well, that you had brought up the championship year in 2008, and two thoughts came to my mind immediately. Number one, to get to four and three, that third loss – was probably more gut-wrenching in 2008 mm-hmm. even than this past Saturday was. It was the JMU game yep. at UR Stadium on the punt return. Yep. Everybody thought the roof was caving in, all was lost. And then probably the most important hidden victory of all time was the UMass game the next week. I said on that the, for many years. On the road. It wasn't on television. Nobody was really paying any attention. And without that game and that performance, the rest of that doesn't happen. Right, Russ? Correct. Um Actually, that to me, that, that was the, one of the biggest games that I've ever been involved with. They were ranked, I think, 10th, 12th maybe. They had a really good football. It was band day. Bill they, Durkin always loved to talk about band day up there at Matt, UMass. They brought their like national was, championship team back did that they, day. I don't even yeah, know that. they did all uh, that. You know, and we and our guys played really, really well and got that one and kind of, you know, got a little bit of momentum going there. But you're right, that punt return, I think that was like an 88-yarder there. Scotty McGee, I still remember the name. I still remember the name. But it turned out pretty well, Spider fans, didn't it? Here's the other important part of that. I think your players have embraced that message. At least the two that were on the podium yesterday 
at the press conference, Tyler Wilkins and Micah Keels both referenced your remarks about the old eight team and how it kind of struck a chord or resonated with them. That's probably the most important part. Not you and me talking about it, but your guys grasping it, right? Yeah, and again, I, I didn't want to get, you know, I didn't want to get too far. I, I don't want to get too far ahead of the schedule. You know, I made sure I told them at that point in time, this is what happened then, but we got to we got to go one and zero, and and that's that's how it starts. You know, you go one and zero, and that's all that should matter. And then you go one and zero the next week, and then and that's kind of what we did. You know, I I just. I remember going up there and saying we we needed this win and we got it. And then I think the next week we needed this win and we got it. And and somehow when the season was over we looked and you know we we were in the playoffs and um and 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 I th- we can't count them before they're they're here. We can't count them and say well we need this 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 and this or we're not going to do this. We just got to say everything's out there for us. Let's go win a game. Stony Brook is the UMass of 2008. That's all I will say to that. Go 1-0 this week against Stony Brook. Yeah, whether Stony Brook, anybody. I mean, it's just <laughs> let's, it let's go win a game. Let's go to break, and then John Yarbrough and Samari Springs will join us here at the head table for the middle segments of today's Spider Sports Line. As always, live from Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street on ESPN 950 and the Spider IMG Sports Network, powered by Ace Electric. Backed by popular demand, Steak and Lobster are together again. This duo can't stay apart for long, mate. Outback Steak and Lobster starting at $14.99 for a limited time. We're pairing our tender, juicy signature steaks with a mouth-watering steamed lobster tail. But hurry in, Steak and Lobster starting at $14.99. A deal this good won't last for long. We've also brought back one of your favorites, the loaded Bloomin' Onion. It's our signature Bloomin' Onion topped with delicious Aussie cheese fries. Hi, Richmond fans. Bob Black here for UPS. Your customers want more from your business. You've got to make more happen, whether they're in Richmond or on the other side of the world. Globally or locally, UPS is building solutions to help businesses give their customers exactly what they want. More made easy. UPS, the official logistics company of Richmond Athletics. Now, a sports reflection from Town Bank. The longest tennis match in history happened during the 2010 Wimbledon Championships. Lasting over 11 hours, it went on for three days. Town Bank. This is your town. This is your bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Now, a sports reflection from Town Bank. In a year, Olympic rowers cover more than 6,000 miles. That's over 1,000 miles further than the distance between the U.S. and Europe. Town Bank. This is your town. This is your bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Pig out at Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue as we give back 10% of food sales to our Helping Hams charity each Monday. Stop by for Buzz's award-winning hickory smoked baby back beef or mouth-watering spare ribs every Monday night between 6 and 10 p.m. this month. October benefits Big Brothers and Big Sisters, helping children realize their potential and building their futures by developing positive relationships that have a direct and lasting effect on the lives of young people. Visit the original Buzz and Ned's at 1118 North Boulevard in the Fan or Buzz's newest location at 8205 West Broad Street in the West End. Hi. Hi, this is Richmond football coach Russ Usman. Tune us in all season long for live game action in my weekly radio show on the home of the Spiders, ESPN 950 and ESPNRichmond.com. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman. We're live at Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street, and broadcasting live on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. 
Caruso on third and four from the Spider 12. He's going to roll to the right. On the run, he throws for the end zone, and it is intercepted. It is picked off on the back line of the end zone by Samari Springs, 37. With the interception on the back line of the end zone, Samari Springs, the true freshman, with his second interception of the year. Couldn't have come at a better time. That was part of that third quarter. That third quarter, excuse me, that I was talking about when I thought the Spiders had played so well and actually restored some order to that game. And one of the reasons they did was that key interception by one of our two guests today, our freshman defensive back, Samari Springs, to our right as we're looking at it, your left, those of you in the building, and John Yarbrough, Spider starting center, to my left, to your right as you look at it here in Outback. So since we played the highlight of the interception, Samari, let me start with you. Uh, Delaware's driving downfield. they got a long drive going there, and they're in the red zone, and they're heading towards the end zone. Take us through that play, what you saw, and how you were able to get your hands on the ball. Well, it started off the um, receiver was coming in motion. Um, we're taught to come down, come downfield when the receiver's coming in motion. So he's coming in motion. I knew it was my man, and he ran it out. So I jumped on it fast, and then – all of a sudden, he turned up field, and I was like, oh, God, like he's, he's going towards the end zone. <laughs> it's time. I flipped my head, and I was just running to make sure I could catch up to him. And he was a little in front of me, and I couldn't turn my head because when they're in front of you, you don't want to just turn your head, and they and the ball goes over your head. So I was just looking at him, and J.J., luckily, J.J.'s receiver was right in the same area. So J.J. tipped it, and it just fell into my hands. I just caught it, took a knee. I was excited. Yeah, how good a feeling is that? Not uh, only to get an interception, I think any time you get an interception, yeah, yeah. but in the end zone like that? It was a great feeling. It was a long drive. They were big, strong, and we were tired. But, I mean, we were grinding, and getting that interception was a great feeling. You mentioned turn your head. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let me dive into this a little bit. How do you know when you should be turning that head and when you need to keep your eyes maybe on the receiver's eyes? I mean, I feel like that's one of the hardest things in football. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're behind them, you really don't. You want to be, when you turn your head, you want to be, like, in, in control. You want to be, like, you're right next to him. You know you can make the play. You know you're guarding him. So that's really what I think about turning my head. Russ, is there a right and wrong answer to that for defensive backs as to when to and when not to as far as where, where their eyes need to be? He's, he's exactly right. I mean, you've got to feel like you've got the position on them. The other thing we teach them, and, and I think where, where Samari played it so well is, is is the fact that if you if you don't have the ability to turn quickly or early enough, see what happens is if you if you're running and you turn late, that ball's always over your back shoulder and you can't locate it quick enough. So it's better to go through them like that. But uh, you know we teach our guys if if you know if you know you're in control, you got to turn, locate the ball as long as you're in control. If you're not in control, then you can't. You really can't turn. You just got to go through the through the arms and in the, in the, you know, in the face mask and get a bunch of arms and bodies mm-hmm. flailing. But uh, he made he made another interception. He made uh, one of the other games was awesome. fantastic too. Now and I think that was another wheel route too, yeah, right there. Same thing. Um, Except I could turn my head on that one. Yeah, and he made a great play that on that one. Towson game, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Tell us he about dropped that the one, one. against yep. Colgate too yeah. that he had a third <laughs> interception. <laughs> there you go, coaching yeah. again. Always well, bring no, back I mean, the one he, he dropped. He's he's around the football is what I'm trying to yeah. say. What was the first interception like? Because that was your first collegiate interception. That was obviously. the best feeling ever, honestly. That was one of the best feelings I've ever had. It was um, awesome. I mean, I love making plays, and yeah, that's how I could describe it. Just awesome. I was so excited, I just ran off the field. Yeah, so. <laughs> and it got John Yarbrough and the offense back on the field. And without kind of beating the dead horse here, John, but that third quarter, offensively, you guys put together 
two touchdown drives, not just scoring drives, but touchdown drives. Kind of take me through that process, uh, what the feeling was like on the offense. Obviously, Kyle's making some big plays, but he's got people around him to help him make those plays. What was that like from an offensive perspective? Right. Coming out of halftime, um, we were just thinking, you know, we're down by seven. We, we're, we've always been a second-half team ever since I've been here, mm. and, and we, were, we were thinking, you know, it, it's our time to shine. Let's do this. Uh, so, so, you know, go, going through that, uh, it, was, it was a great feeling getting, getting, getting those two touchdowns. All right. Well, you get the first one coming right out of the locker room, so that had to feel good. You're over on the sideline. You're probably high-fiving a little bit, and all of a sudden, boom, in one play, Daniel Jones gets the INT. You're right back on the field. How does that affect you when you got to come right back like that? <laughs> right, you're sitting down, catching your breath, especially for us offensive linemen. We're kind of bigger guys running down the field with that high-powered offense we have. Um, we're sitting down, getting some water, and then you see everyone jump up, and you're like, they got another interception. We're, we've kind of gotten used to that, uh, especially in these past couple games, our defense getting takeaways. How have you gotten used to the center position because you were playing guard last year, right? Yes, sir. Um, uh, during the middle of camp, coach said, hey, have you, have you played center before? How do you – how do you feel about that position? And, you know, I, I hadn't really played it uh, since, I think, seventh grade. <laughs> so I, I had to get, get get the training wheels back off and uh, start uh, snapping again. But it's been great. Uh, a little bit more responsibility on my back, but uh, I, I, I've, I've had a good time, you know, getting everyone in position and ready to execute. Why John Yarborough at center, Russ? You know, I, I don't know. I just can't, I let Adam make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh we, we just knew he was a good player. We knew he was going to play and be a, be an excellent player for us wherever we put him. I think he could play tackle, guard, center. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of spots he could play. I actually, you know, spoke to him about maybe a tackle, uh, you know, with his length and his frame. Um, and uh, But uh, Coach Ross does a great job. He understands what their abilities are. And, and uh, But he could play. He could play all three of them. I don't think there's a question. Now, he's absolutely right now. This is his first year doing this, and, and, and the responsibility that he has, I mean, with calls and, you know, and we've played four, how many odd fronts now? Four or five? Right, a lot. And, and that even, you know, if we were just sitting here, put, I snapped the ball, we're playing even fronts all day. You know, now, I mean, that's, the, I'm not saying it's easy by any stretch of the imagination, but he's played five games, never playing center before. With a guy over top of him, snapping the ball every time perfect. Well, almost perfect. But, I mean, pretty good mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. I don't think you've even – have you had a bad snap all year? No. No, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't knock, knock on, on wood there. I don't knock on wood anymore either. But uh, he uh, – so for him, somebody over him the whole time. And, and I know they put a lot of pressure on him too. Like sometimes he has to take that guy all by himself and – and that, that ain't easy now, and, and he's, he's done a great job for us. Uh, we see what Kyle does once you snap the ball to him, but take us a little bit behind the scenes. What is Kyle like uh, when you do huddle up or when you're on the sideline, uh, that kind of thing? We obviously see what he's doing on the field. We see the numbers, the records he's, he's breaking. Uh, humanize Kyle to let a little bit for us. Well, you know, he's a great, he's a great guy uh, off the field. We, uh, we, we get along really well. Um, Especially when we, like, coming out of that, coming out of halftime, uh, before we went on the field, he came and talked to us, let us know, you know, it's our time to shine. This, this is what we do: is go score in the second half. Um, and that, that's just, that's just his, his personality. Is let's forget about what happened before and let's go get the next, next play, next drive. That's really interesting because, I mean, honestly, Kyle did not have a vintage Kyle Laletta first half. We, we've talked about that. He's human. He's not a machine. 
it's going to happen. But you didn't really notice any difference in him other than he was even more focused to go into the third quarter. Yes? No? Right. He, I mean, we, we all wanted that game. Uh, there was a lot of emotion coming in. I mean, that's why you play college football is to go go on the road in a hostile environment and play and play well. And he knew he didn't have a, have a great first half, and I don't think it affected him at all. We, we were ready to go once the second half came. Hey, that's a really interesting question, and, Russ, maybe you can comment on it as well. I'm not so sure as much Samari, but from a crowd perspective, that's really the first raucous away crowd that we've had to deal with this year. I mean, honestly, Sam Houston State was a few thousand people at Baylor. I don't think Colgate was all that intimidating. Likewise, Towson. Um, what about that effect in the game Saturday at Delaware? I mean, they had, what, 15,000, 16,000, I guess, at that game. Right. The um, the crowd noise was a factor on some drives. It wasn't as con- consistent as uh, as uh, some of the other places. Like, I remember playing at North Dakota last mm-hmm. year. Uh, that, that was loud. <laughs> <laughs> and, every, and everything was echoing. But uh, especially in the in the overtime, we had to go silent, I think, silent count where I, where I said hike and snap the ball. Um, but – but I think we're ready for that. We've, we've been, I mean, my freshman year, I wasn't playing, but I was up at North Dakota State hearing that. So we've, we've, we've heard, I mean, we, we've experienced noise before. What about that, Russ? Was it a factor at all? I know you prepare for it. You practice with the music blaring every day anyhow in Robin Stadium. Um, you know, I got my headset, so I couldn't tell how loud it was. But actually, you know, the snap on the punt, um, oh, yeah. th- that's where it was a factor. Uh, Graham couldn't hear. Um Madison Day, and uh, and it wasn't it wasn't really uh, Graham's fault at all, uh, you know. And I think I said that in the press conference. It was on me to make sure that I have ways to help those guys out. So as a coach, you know, that's that's should have been something that I thought through. I never thought, and again, I, I must be, I never thought fifteen thousand people could be that loud and have that kind of effect. Now, you, you work on those things when you go play the, you know, the, the North Dakota States and the, and the BCS programs, but never once. And, and so that is not Graham, Graham's fault whatsoever. Um, that snap is, is, you know, totally on our preparation for those guys because he could not he could not hear. And if you, guys, if you saw it, you can see Madison trying to get us in a, a – to, to, to kind of move to get to a better protection so we could get the punt off. And as he communicated, Graham said he thought he heard something. It started and knew, oh, oh I shouldn't, and then it just got away from him. So that that is that's totally on uh, me because I coached that team. And uh, so that's, that's my mistake right there. So, Mario, I think from a defensive standpoint, it doesn't affect you as much because obviously the home crowd is going to be quiet when their mm-hmm. offense – has the ball, so I assume yeah. I'm right there. And was that the largest crowd you've played in front of, being yeah. a first-year college kid? Yeah, for me it was the largest crowd. I mean, it didn't really affect us that much. The first drive, I mean, when they make a big play, it's loud, but it really didn't affect us that much. So. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, because both of these guys are first-timers, I'll ask some of my favorite questions about how they wound up at the University of Richmond, a little bit about their background. We'll go behind the scenes with center John Yarborough, defensive back Samari Springs. Excuse me, and I'll get my voice back by the time we come back from the commercial. Spider Sports Line, ESPN 950. 
102.7 FM, Spider IMG Sports Network. We are powered by Ace Electric. Looking for a great deal on tires without the hassle? Then visit Dyke Tire Tire Pros. We have a hassle-free pledge, something you won't find anywhere else. It's our promise to make your tire buying and auto service experience simple, straightforward, and hassle-free. We have hundreds of tires available from all major tire brands, including Continental and General. Plus, all tires and automotive services are backed by Tire Pros Nationwide Warranty. Dyke Tire Tire Pros in Richmond or online at DykeTire.com. At UR School of Professional and Continuing Studies, we offer flexible and affordable degrees and professional education programs to help you start, advance, or change your career. Check out our degrees in nonprofit studies, teacher licensure preparation and information security, or explore our new coding boot camp and professional beer brewer certificate programs. With evening classes and affordable tuition, you can earn a UR degree or certificate on your terms. The University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Sometimes you have to go back to get ahead. Visit spcs.richmond.edu for details. At the University of Richmond, you get a leading liberal arts university in a dynamic capital city where you can be an accountant and an artist, research alongside faculty, and have an internship in your field. Be part of Division I athletics and highly ranked academics. The University of Richmond. We are, you are. Hi, this is Sean Casey, former Spider and Major League Baseball player. And I love listening to Spider football with Bob, Chris, and Matt on the home of the Spiders, ESPN 950, ESPNRichmond.com. It's Spider football and lunch at Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street. You're listening to the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. This is third and eight from the Delaware 10-yard line. Shotgun snap. Loletta looks left. He sets. He pumps. He scrambles. He runs to the right. Still on the move. He slams on the brakes. He runs some more. He breaks tackles, and he dives into the end zone for a spectacular touchdown run by quarterback Kyle Loletta to give Richmond its first lead of the game. That's a part of Kyle Loletta's game we don't talk an awful lot about, and that's his ability to run with the football and pick up first downs, or in that case, a touchdown. Uh, John Yarbrough, from your perspective, uh, how did you view that play? Uh, obviously one of his more spectacular running plays. Right, so anytime you're in, in protection, you're as an offensive lineman, you think you block forever because you don't know, especially with Kyle, he might be patting that ball for a little bit and then and then roll out one way. And when I saw him, I saw him out of the corner of my eye rolling out to the right, and uh, I started running towards him, and then he cut back towards me. And it was it was an unbelievable play to see from my point of view. I mean, he he just wanted the end zone and he got it. It was it was crazy. I assume you've watched it on tape. Yes, sir. Yeah, how did it look on tape compared to being playing through it live? Well, it, it, it was. I, I saw I saw what he saw, which was not a lot downfield, mm-hmm. and uh, and him he started rolling out, and then he he just decided, man, if if you if you don't have anything downfield, you just got to make a play, and that's what he did. Hey, let me ask you guys this question about the game and this game coming up against Stony Brook. Then I do want to kind of dive into your into your background and how you got to Richmond and all that kind of stuff. The word coach and I used at the start of the show today was bounce back ability. What does that mean to each of you guys to to try to bounce back from that Delaware game? Had a huge homecoming home game against a team coming off a bye who's playing very well, who beat us a year ago. To find bounce-back ability, John, as it applies to Saturday. Right. So uh, 
when I'm preparing for a game, I try to be as consistent as possible, win, lose, or draw. Um, but obviously, when you're playing Stony Brook, you think of uh, they, they run a high-pressure defense. And um, I was also thinking of last year and how how that left a really bad taste in my mouth, losing to them, especially that way up at their place at, at a noon kickoff. So those things factor in, and, and it's really just the next game that we're, that we're playing. And uh, obviously, homecoming is big. I got, a, I got some family coming in, so I obviously have to play well for them. Samari, so how about from your perspective, being a, being a first-year guy, you're going through all of this for the first time. Uh, describe uh, the mentality of bounce-back ability to you. Um, yeah, I feel like the same way. It's consistency. I feel like every every week you got to get better, always improve. I try to improve at every practice. I feel like our team always tries to improve. I feel like we're always working and talking and meeting because we got a new coaching staff and everything. So for us, it's just get better every day, learn more, and keep grinding. You sound like a guy who has football in his bloodlines, which you obviously do. Uh, we got a lot of Washington Redskins fans around here, so they certainly know the bloodlines. Um, tell us a little bit about what it's been like growing up with uh, a dad and a, and a grandfather who both played big-time college football at Ohio State and then mm-hmm. on to the NFL. I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, my dad has taught me so much. Uh, without him, I don't know where I'd be at. He just – I moved with him. My, um, I moved to live with him my sophomore year of high school, and he just taught me so many things. Like things, little things, like Coach Hughes been brought up at practice, making our bed every day. Like the first thing my dad taught me was make my bed every day. It gives you a per- sense of purpose in the morning. Like stuff like that he taught me. Living with him, living with a professional, just unspeakable. Yeah. How much have you watched highlights of what he did yeah. on the field, particularly in the NFL? Yeah, when I was younger, I used to watch his highlights. He inspired me a lot. Um, me and my brother watched him all the time. And, yeah, that's really, yeah. You go all the way back to your grandfather and when he played too. I mean, I haven't really seen any of his highlights. I, I've seen. <laughs> they were in black and, and white, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we're old enough to remember. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no doubt about that. Um, Russ, he he sounds so coachable. I don't want to embarrass him right now, but he almost sounds not only coachable, but like he is a coach on the field, well, even gra- as a true freshman. Tomorrow, I remember this. He, I gra- I watch kind of. I really watch our team and mannerisms and I think body language is so big and huge in, in, in everything that you do in your life. And, and, I, and I walked up to Samari and I watched Samari for about three weeks into the season. And I said, Samari, I, I see a bounce in your step every time you come out here. I see hard work. I see unbelievable work ethic. I see an excitement to be out here. I said, your dad, your dad taught you all these things, didn't he? He said, oh, yeah, my dad would get after me. <laughs> the guy, this kid, and, again, you just watch, just come to practice and you watch him come out. It's a bounce. It's, a, it's, a, it's not the light little itty-bitty jog. It's a, it's, a, it's a stretch. It's work ethic. He works hard at it um, in everything he does. And, and that's a credit to his parents, his dad for sure, you know, to teach him those things. And, and I mean, it's – He's fun to watch in practice, too. All of that said, Samari, how fast does all this come for you? I mean, you are a true freshman. First time around, there we are at Baylor, Sam Houston State. Yeah. Brendan goes down with the elbow injury, and now all of a sudden you're thrust in there. Yeah, and it's crazy It's crazy because um, I came in as a corner. So moving to safety in the middle of camp and then being backup safety and learning from Brandon, which he's helped me so much, and then coming in uh, Sam Houston State, I was just – it was, it was crazy how fast it came, but I just try to get better every day, like I said. So, Is it yeah. slowing down for you yet? A lot of athletes say, hey, the game is starting to slow down yeah, for me. Yeah. Yes, no? Yeah, I feel like 
yeah, it has been slowing down big time for me. The first few games were kind of rough. Colgate, I dropped the interception and stuff. But, yeah, it's been slowing down for me big time, I feel like. How and why did you get to the University of Richmond? Um, well, I was committed to Albany, which we beat. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I think they all knew that. Yeah. I was committed to the University of Albany, and uh, Coach Baker was recruiting me. And he got the job here, and he, he saw a lot of me. And he, uh, I, I built a good relationship with Coach Baco. And I came on a visit here. I met Coach Huseman, saw the beautiful campus, and I was like, this is a place to be. It's a great school, a uh, great, um, great football team, and I feel like it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. So, yeah, that's really how – How happy was your family about that? Because it's obviously a lot closer to yeah. the Northern Virginia home, right? Yeah, I, and I have a lot of family down here in Richmond and in Williamsburg, so – they were excited about it. It was a good decision. What do you remember about the recruitment process there, Russ, uh, that brought Samari Springs to the Spiders? Well, actually, we got we got in on you late, obviously. We were recruiting uh, – Maffey was at your school, right? Yeah, and uh, so we were recruiting him. And uh, and then, like he said, Coach Baycoat, man, Coach Baycoat said, listen, this kid's, this kid's a player. He's a player. And – we evaluated on film and thought, wait a minute, this can't be a guy this good still available, semi-available. We knew we had to, we knew we had to flip him and turn him there, but uh, we knew the closeness would help us. And then when you meet him and his family, I mean, they're just phenomenal. As soon as, as soon as you meet them, you say, yeah, there's this is a no-brainer here. And uh, and and man, we're we're fortunate we got him because he he came in from day one and we watched him and said, yeah, we we hit a home run here. And the best news is we got him for four years. Yep. He's just, just getting started with those two interceptions and the big one last week against Delaware as well. So so Samari comes from relatively nearby. As he mentioned, family in Williamsburg and Richmond and up in northern Virginia. Not so much for John Yarbrough, who came to the University of Richmond from Alabama. How'd you get here from Alabama, John? Right. Um, I was recruited from by the Rocco staff, and um, they came in sort of like Samari late in the process, and they said, uh, hey, give us a chance. Um, we're, uh, we're we're a good school, and really, I didn't know much about uh, University of Richmond because all you hear in Alabama is SEC, SEC. So I so I did my research, and I knew I wanted to go into business school, and the business school is uh, excellent here. So uh, with that, and then uh, seeing great players go to the NFL from here, um, their 2008 championship, I saw a really good winning tradition that I wanted to be a part of. Was there a lure to be attracted to the SEC, whether it was for football or not for football, but just to be at an SEC school? Right. So uh, my, my father actually did the uh, concessions at Bryant-Denny Stadium at the University of Alabama. So I, I grew up going to Alabama games every Saturday, hanging around before and after the game. So I've, I've really been exposed to, to football and football being, like, worshipped, like in Alabama, in, in, at Alabama. So uh, – being a being a football guy uh, and and, co- and uh, seeing seeing that same sort of commitment up here uh, sort of uh, made me come up here. So I was going to ask are you an Alabama or Auburn guy, but I guess that answered that, that answered that question pretty pretty quickly, right? But but everybody's one or the other down there, aren't they? Yes, sir. Right? There's there's no straddling the fence. No. Right? You're either Alabama or you're Auburn. Uh, down there, and you played a lot of basketball too, right? Yes, sir. And won a state championship. We went, we, we made it to the final four my senior year. That was that was an amazing run. Uh, I was I was one of two seniors, uh, and I mean we just had a great close team. Samari, so, was there a, a second sport for you, or because of the bloodlines, was it always uh, football, football, football? Uh, 
yeah, I played, uh, I ran a little track, uh, I think my sophomore and junior year. I didn't run my senior year, but um, nah, it was really mainly football, a lot of football practicing, and yeah. Russ, do you look for guys sometimes that have more than one sport in their background, just that they're a little bit more well-rounded, that kind of thing, when you start recruiting? Well, I, I, yeah, I, I do think it's important that they're doing other things in, in high school. I, I really believe in that. I think you should play multiple sports. Now, for, for in Samari's case, you know, as when we evaluate DBs, we evaluate not if it, not just a guy. Well, he plays corner, he paddles. You know, we want to see the ball in his hands. We want to see him return kicks and punts. So we want we want a more well-rounded player to play DB. You know, for an offensive lineman, if they play basketball, you're, you're just you're 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 so excited about that because you know they can move, great feet. You know, the, the so I, we love when an offensive line, I mean, just like Yarbs played basketball, Light played high yep, school basketball. Yep. Um, so I think I think that's pretty cool when you can see a kid that plays basketball in a frame that they can put some weight on. It, it, it really makes a difference in the recruiting process. John is also more well-rounded beyond athletics because a little birdie told me that you've got some musical background. Uh, piano and trumpet, is that right? That's true. Um, my mom, so my mom's from Chicago. She might have been the little birdie, by the way, <laughs> yeah, without, giving, any, without giving anything away, but go ahead. She definitely was the birdie. Yes, but, she um, was. <laughs> uh, my mom's from Chicago, so she wasn't really used to the whole football first mindset that you have in Alabama. So she always wanted me to be a musician because she was in the band in high school and college. Uh, so I, I started playing piano when I was uh, five years old, and I went all the way through high school. And then uh, in seventh grade, I joined the uh, the marching band and played trumpet. Um, that was a great experience. The Homewood Patriot Marching Band. We went to the Rose Bowl, I mean the Rose Parade in uh, Pasadena. Mm -hmm. And then I also went to the Macy's Day Parade uh, up in New York. So those were great experiences in high school. Maybe we'll have yeah. you play something for us. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Isn't that? That's that is a great cool. story. I really didn't is. know that. I'm glad I'm, I was glad I was here today. I'm glad you come to this radio show. Right? <laughs> thanks for coming, Coach. <laughs> hey, thanks to both of you for coming. Let's get a W. Bounce back Saturday for homecoming against Stony Brook. John Yarbrough, Samari Springs. Go Spiders. Let's take a break. We'll come back with our final segment coming up at Outback Spider Sports Line, ESPN 950. 102.7 FM. This is the Spider IMG Sports Network. We are powered by Ace Electric. Lux Chevrolet is celebrating their 100-year anniversary, and they're going to use their century of experience to help you find your next Silverado, Suburban, Impala, Malibu, or Equinox. Lux Chevrolet uses their vast knowledge of GM vehicles to help you maintain and service your vehicle to keep it on the road longer and help maintain its value. So for Chevrolet sales, service, or parts, Go where experience reigns supreme. Lux Chevrolet in Ashland and online at LuxChevrolet.com. Proud to be family-owned since 1916. Life's never perfect, but as realtors, we know living it in the perfect place can make a big difference. Imagine hiding from your screeching children in that spacious walk-in closet. Watching the neighbor's dog poop on the freshly sodded grass you negotiated during closing. Dropping your cell phone in the toilet of the spa-like five-piece bathroom. Again. <laughs> so get the perfect place to house all of life's imperfections. Get Realtor. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Now when you buy select HP printers from Staples, you can print free for life. That's right. Print up to 15 pages per month for free when you buy select HP printers from Staples. Get the confidence of never running out of ink and having to run out for more. 
the confidence of having ink automatically show up in your mailbox before you need it. HP Ink delivered to your door. Print free for life. Staples. It's Proton. Print 15 pages per month for free. Pay as you go after that or upgrade to another plan. See staples.com slash print free for life for details. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Water. Hey, it's me, Water. Ah, look, about what happened in your apartment with a broken pipe. Um, I just wanted to apologize for ruining all your stuff, and I hope this can all just be some me under the bridge someday. Oh, and also, I'm not paying for anything. Okay, bye. Water never pays for water damage. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. For the first time anywhere in Virginia, Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue invites you to go hog wild with a traditional down-home all-you-can-eat country pig-picking feast. The last Monday of each month from 6 to 8 p.m., Buzz will be slow cooking up a whole pig, seasoning only fresh hickory cut logs. Served with plenty of side dishes and fresh brewed iced tea for just $16.95. It's a pork lover's paradise first come first served while it lasts so make sure to arrive early details available at buzzinneds.com at ur school of professional and continuing studies we offer flexible and affordable degrees and professional education programs to help you start advance or change your career check out our degrees in nonprofit studies teacher licensure preparation and information security or explore our new coding boot camp and professional beer brewer certificate programs with evening classes and affordable tuition you can earn a ur degree or certificate on your terms university Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Sometimes you have to go back to get ahead. Visit spcs.richmond.edu for details. It's the Astros versus the Dodgers. The World Series is live here. ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. This is the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman, live from Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Boy, great time today with John Yarbrough, Samari Springs, our special player guest. We're looking forward to a great time Saturday at Robin Stadium. Homecoming game is at 3 o'clock. Radio coverage starts at 2 with the UR Bookstore Tailgate Show and the pregame show at 2.30. Game at 3. We are also on television Saturday afternoon on NBC Sports Washington Plus, the old Comcast Sportsnet, same station as it's been, just the name change there. Chris Anderson and I will have that one uh, through our Spider TV production at 3. It's also on on NBC Sports in Chicago, if you happen to be out there. And it is, right? So you're right. So you'll be able to watch. It's on, uh, it's on the Chicago affiliate of NBC Sports as well, and it's on uh, SNY up in the New York area, which, of course, is in Stony Brook's uh, backyard on tape delay. So if you get SNY, you can watch it at 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon. That's kind of interesting. It'll be an hour tape delay, and then it's on like three or four times on SNY during the course of the week if you want to watch the replay of the game. So there's your coverage. It's also on collegesportslive.com, the live video streaming collegesportslive.com just as last week's game at Delaware was and that is a free service. Alright, so anyway so that was appropriate, wasn't it? Because John's got family How in about Chicago, that? doesn't yeah, it? That's, that's why they took it in Chicago this week. Alright, a uh, hey, couple things uh, some of you may have noticed during the last two commercial breaks, Russ has had a guy come up here and talk to him like they were old long lost buddies and I didn't really recognize who it was and you turned to me Russ and you said that's a former college teammate of yours who's here today right yep he put he was a year at chattanooga ahead of me but him and i he played strong safety i played free safety uh 
a few years together there. We were actually roommates on road trips. Uh, we weren't room- roommates during the se- during the school year, but on road trips we, we were always roommates. And uh, he's a tremendous friend of mine, great guy. Um, he was actually, when I went to William & Mary, my first job, he was in Williamsburg. <laughs> and then uh, when I came back here to Richmond, he was in Richmond. <laughs> I think he's stalking me, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but uh, a great guy. He was a tremendous. He was one of the toughest, toughest football players I, I'd ever been around. I mean, the dude would throw his body in there. Like me, I'd be dancing around the piles, making sure somebody <laughs> wasn't hitting me. He was just flinging his body in there. And uh, uh, a great friend. His Actually, his son's a true freshman football player at James Madison, uh, hmm. Joe, and uh, – <laughs> yeah, I hear the booze. Uh, Richmond offered him, uh, and then when I got here, he was already committed to James Madison. Uh, great kid, excellent football player, tremendous family. So um, good and, to have him around. And he actually was just in here for lunch, not necessarily. No, he heard he heard we were ha- one oh, of his buddies okay. said we were having we have this show and we have lunch, good. so he came over. He's going to come every Thursday. That's what he said. He's on. coming back, so we will welcome yeah. him uh, with open arms. But glad you could. Could get reacquainted with him during the breaks here for the last couple commercial commercial breaks. Uh, I had one of reacquainted. Well, he calls me all the time. He texts me all the time. Well, visually to me, it looked like you were getting reacquainted here today because I had never met him before today. So, sorry, you correct me at least once a show. I know that. So that's that's the one for this week. That's okay. Go ahead. Uh, Question from the audience during the break. Uh, You were talking about the recruiting process of Samari and getting in late because you got here. Um, how does kind of the recruitment of the future Spider student athletes change a little bit for you guys now that you have been here, will have a year under your belt, you won't be as rushed when you got in here in December last year? What will that process kind of be like? Well, I mean, we feel really good right now um, where we are in the recruiting process. You know, we I think, uh, you know, we've got eight commitments right now and, you know, out of a probably a signing class of 16 this year, so we, we would hope – our target was we wanted to sign half our class in the early in signing December, period, yeah. which is December 21st. And it looks like we're on track to do that. And so that's – you know, that will be really good. So uh, – and then you then you continue to recruit the other eight. And But I, I think we're in on some really good kids. There's probably, you know, three local kids that we're really working hard on right now. And uh, obviously we'd love for those to – those guys to join us but uh it's going good our guys are are recruiting really well and uh, you know richmond really the school and the university sells itself i mean we you know you have a lot of people that have a lot of interest because of the academic uh component does it help though that your coaches the new ones have now been here for a bit and they can speak from experience as opposed to just kind of you know reading off of the university catalog so to speak yeah, <laughs> we did a lot of reading off the did. catalog yeah. when we first got yeah, here. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm um, sure. Yeah, and, and like you just touring campus, I, you know, I could sometimes I could remember some things, <laughs> but a lot I couldn't remember. And so now, I mean, you're, you're so you, you, mm-hmm. you kind of know it like the back of your hand. Now you're ready to roll. All right, you alluded to this a little bit. Let's get back to the X's and O's just to finish things up in the last minute or two that, that we have. Uh, you've liked what you've seen in practice this week. I mean, uh, how have these guys kind of? Uh, kind of reestablished or refocused to get ready to go Saturday. You know, the, the, our guys always, you know, they 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 they're, they're they're great kids and they always come to work when it's time to work. Whether it's a weight room, uh, practice field, they come and they're they're ready to go and they work. And uh, you know, it's just we got, we got to make sure that 
that as coaches and players, we're, we're all on the same page all the time. And, and I still, you know, it's been a kind of a work in progress. And, and uh, you know, just like Samari, tremendous player, tremendous athletic ability. But, you know, he's every day and every week he sees something that he's never seen before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he sees it most everything once or twice, you know, at some point in time now, the kid will be an All-American here before he leaves. And I'm telling him that right now. To a, I've told him that. he's He's got such ability, the work ethic, and um, he loves football. And, and those three things, will, you know, and he's he'll be great. He's he's playing really well, but he'll tell you, you know, I, well, I didn't see this before. This is the first time I saw that. And, you know, once you've seen it and, and it's in the back of your mind, it, you just get better and better and better. But he's had an excellent year for us. Absolutely has. All right. So, again, thanks to both of our guests today, Samari Springs, Spider uh, freshman defensive back, John Yarbrough, Spider Center. Uh, great stories, great behind-the-scenes stuff from both of them. Russ, good luck Saturday afternoon. Let's get that homecoming win for the Spiders. Thanks. We'll see you Saturday. Mitchell Bradley on location. Thanks for engineering. Uh, Matt Joseph's back at the studio as well. And again, Samari and John, thanks for being our special guests and all of you in the restaurant and who have tuned in this afternoon. We're back at it next Thursday. Tell your friends, bring them along for lunch and Spider Football Talk. See you at Robbins Stadium Saturday afternoon. We're on the air beginning at 2, kickoff at 3, homecoming against Stony Brook. We'll see you at Robbins Stadium. So long from Outback Steakhouse. Bob Black saying so long for the Spider Sports Line. ESPN 950, 102.7 FM, and the Spider IMG Sports Network. So long, everyone. You've been listening to the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman, live from Outback Steakhouse, 7919 West Broad Street. Today's show is brought to you by UPS, the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, the Virginia Department of Social Services, and Outback Steakhouse. For the latest Spider Sports news and updates, visit richmondspiders.com on your computer, mobile device, and tablet. Plus, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening to Richmond Athletics on the Spider IMG Sports Network. Stay connected no matter where you are with the ESPN 950 app. It's one button access to live streaming. WXGI Richmond, WTPS Petersburg. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorney. ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. WXGI Richmond, WTPS Petersburg. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorney. ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. On the job, Joe Girardi is out as Yankees manager. Girardi's contract ran out at the end of the season. His New York teams averaged 91 wins a year, and they won the World Series in his second year in 2009. Girardi also won three rings as a player with the Yankees in the late 90s. After a World Series record eight home runs in Game 2, the Dodgers and Astros travel to Houston today. Game 3 is tomorrow night. The series is tied, and our coverage starts tomorrow at 7 Eastern here on ESPN Radio. Last night's game was the first time this season the Dodgers lost a game entering the ninth inning with the lead. They were 98-0 before last night.